Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. Get ready for your life to be changed by today's message from Pastor Jeremiah Hosmer. Deuteronomy chapter 28. Praise God. We're going to begin reading in verse 1. Now, I'm, on, I'm, on a, I'm still on this series, The Kingdom of God. And so uh, today we're going to go in a, a little bit of a different direction. Not a different direction on the kingdom, but just how we're implementing it. Verse 1. Now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments which I command you today that the Lord your God will set you high high above I'm going to let that settle for a minute. He said, I'll set you high above all nations of the earth. He said, you'll walk amongst them as like you're a diplomat. You just. Let me tell you something. When you're a kingdom citizen, you ain't on the, you ain't on the level. You ain't on the same ground as everybody else. High above all nations. Praise the Lord. And all these blessings, everybody shout blessings, shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the country, and blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, and the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle, the offspring of your flocks. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed you shall be when you come in and blessed you shall be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. Look at your name and say, that's why you got to be careful you mess with. <laughs> you can't just be messing with anybody. Glory be to God. They shall come out against you one way. He said, but they'll flee before you seven ways the Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses and in all to which you set your hand he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you I want to just tell you look up at me real quick if you don't own no land you need to get this in your mind every covenant promise God always gave land to man in every covenant, even Christ, Christ is going to come back for a thousand years. Rule the earth. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So you need to say, Lord, I am a covenant child of yours and there's some property with my name on it. And God, I don't want to be paying no high interest rates. I don't want to be fooling around with those. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Uh, I want you to bring it to me debt free, God. Now, God ain't no, listen, God ain't no, he ain't no magician. So he's going to cause things to come. You can't just be waving wands talking about that. That's mine and you ain't even got a job. See, that's how we think sometimes. Talking about that's mine right there. I'm going to dance around. You don't even have a job. Go get a job first. We're going to figure something out. Come on, somebody. But as a covenant child, 
you can look at it and say, God, I, want, I need some property. I, it is, I am in covenant with you, and a part of your covenant is you always gave property. I'm putting my name on it in the name of Jesus. And I'm going to put my feet on it. And when I put my feet on it, God, you're going to start putting seed in my hand. And I'm about to start sowing. And I'm about to start believing. And I'm about to start having faith. And in the name of Jesus, the covenant shall come to fruition. That's just free for y'all today. Y'all showed up after Christmas. I wanted to give you that. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> See, you got to get that right there. You got to get that. Uh, let me talk to all y'all folk under, 30, under 25, 30 years old. Uh, I'm telling you, right now, especially you high schoolers, start sowing for debt-free living. Start sowing for debt-free property. Start, start sowing for debt-free houses. Find it. In, get, it's in this word. Find it. Say, God, you told me you'd give me houses I didn't build. Start sowing for it. Watch what happens. That's for all the young folks decide to show up today. Come on, give God a good praise. Amen. Well, that ain't no good praise. Amen. See, y'all got to get y'all a big Bible, see? You can't slap your phone. But you can slap a Bible. Amen. That's the reason I don't be messing with them electronics. I want to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Uh, verse 9. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself just as he's sworn to you if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways now this is what religious people will tell you that's for Israel not for you they'll, they'll tell you that but see you got to go back up here and say and we're in verse 1 where it says if you diligently obey my voice he didn't say if, uh, if the Israelites diligently obey my voice he said if you so you got to get that religious thinking. That's what folk told you and you are still struggling because people told you this promise is for somebody and it ain't for you. God said, if you obey my voice. Hallelujah. Just as he sworn to you, if you keep the commandments of the Lord and your God and walk in his ways, then all the people of the earth shall see. That you are called by my name, the name of the Lord. Are you called by the name of the Lord? If you're called by the name of the Lord, lift your hand. Then these promises are for you. Hallelujah. And they shall be afraid of you. And the Lord will grant you plenty of goods. In the fruit of your body, in the increase of your livestock. In the produce of your ground, in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you, the Lord will open to you his good treasure. His good treasure. Hallelujah. The heavens to give rain to your land in the season and to bless all the work of your hands. You shall lend to many nations and you shall not borrow. It don't matter if you're so far in debt, you can't even see out. I want you to start decreeing over yourself every day. I am a lender and not a borrower. I lend and I do not borrow. In the name of Jesus. 
It doesn't matter what it looks like right now. If you'll start decreeing the word of the Lord, all of a sudden he'll start opening things over your life and you don't even know how they came to you and you don't even know how the doors were open to you. But all of a sudden he starts opening stuff to you and you'll turn around a few years from now, a few months from now. I'm not putting no limit on God. And you'll turn around and say, man, I'm lending and I am not borrowing in Jesus name. You shall be the lender and not the borrower. Pastor, you don't know how much debt I am. God didn't ask you how much debt you was in. God asked you, do you believe? That's all he asked. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and not beneath. If you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today and are careful to observe them. Now I want you to go to Joshua chapter one. Joshua chapter one, just a few pages over. Joshua chapter 1, praise God. Hallelujah. Verse 1, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, rise, go over this Jordan, you and all the people, to the land which I am giving you. I'm giving them to them, the children of Israel. Now, every place the sole of your foot tread upon, I have given you, as, as I said to Moses. From the wilderness to the Lebanon, as far as the great river Euphrates, as the land of the Hittites, and the great sea towards the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life as I was with Moses, so I shall be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage for this people. You shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then, everybody shout then, then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. God don't want you to have good success. The devil is a liar. So you can't believe that stuff. You can't believe that stuff. If God is for you, then God is for you. Hallelujah. Matter of fact, you need to look at yourself and look at your situations every day. And I've already told you, to be blessed means you have been empowered to what? Succeed. You have been empowered to succeed. Look, raise one hand and say, in Jesus' name, I have been empowered to succeed. Now, when you're cursed, you have been empowered to fail. And God said, listen, those who curse you shall be cursed. So therefore you can, your enemies have already been empowered to fail. That's look at your neighbor and say, that's why you got to pay attention who you mess with. (laughs) Hallelujah. You can't just put your mouth on anybody. <laughs> you gotta watch that. If you don't know who you're talking about, just shut up. Amen. Come on, somebody. Just say the Lord bless you. I'm going on about my business. Amen. Because I because when you are a people of God, you have been empowered to succeed. And the enemies of God have been empowered to fail. 
Oh, glory. They couldn't succeed if they wanted to. Verse 9, have I not commanded you be strong and of good courage? Do not be afraid nor dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Wherever you go. I preached last Sunday. If you wasn't here, you need to listen to it. Emmanuel, God is with us. So let's pray today. And, and if, you, if you want to write this down and read it later as well, Acts chapter 4, verse 29 through 35, or you can read the whole chapter if you want. But we're going to be referencing that today as well. Um, uh, but we're in this series. This is uh, today is Kingdom of God part 7. And I told you we don't know how long we're going. <laughs> you know, but, but God's speaking this. Father, in the name of Jesus. You said that every name, whether in this age or the age to come, is under or has to bow to the name of Jesus. So regardless of what it is named, I thank you it's not greater than the name of Jesus. Father, today, as we have opened your word, it is my prayer that over the next few moments, you would anoint me to preach and teach your word. Uh, Father, that you would anoint all of us to hear, receive, understand, and respond to your word by faith. I pray today, God, that uh, everything that is said and done would bring all focus to Jesus right now. And Lord, today I ask that you would look upon my availability and not my ability. I pray that you would expand the capacity of the saints, God, to be able to not just receive on a higher level, but to be able to understand on a higher level, God. I pray that your spirit would add line upon line, precept upon precept, brick upon brick, God, so that what is built shall not fall, but sustain them, God, and be able to withstand whatever may come their way in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for this now and I give you praise today. Grant me an apostolic anointing and a prophetic utterance that that which is decreed shall stand in the name of Jesus. And God, I give you praise now. Spirit of the Lord, move all over this place. You know what each person needs. I don't. So right now we give you liberty. <laughs> we, we get out of the way. And we flow with you, not against you. So heal one person, deliver another person, save another person, break through another person, feel another person, give another person joy, break the chains off of somebody else. All at the same time, Spirit of God, do it for the glory of Jesus' name. And, and I pray thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And if you agree, shout amen and give God a good praise in the house today. Come on. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of God. Uh, today, as, as, as I start out, I just want to kind of uh, start out um, kind of uh, invoking, if you will, your thought process for just a few moments by asking some questions. And then we'll start getting into the teaching and the preaching of the word of the Lord. Uh, but I want to ask a few questions because it's going to help you uh, kind of get into the vein in which the Holy Spirit is, is uh, lining us up for. But have you, ever, have you ever just been around somebody, been around someone, a child of God that just seems 
it just seems like the air, all the blessings of heaven and, and the kingdom of God, the benefits of the kingdom are just attracted to them. And have you ever been around somebody that it just seems like, man, it just seems like every time you turn around, you, 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 you're like stepping into uh, money and, and it just seems like everything seems to kind of work for you. And, and, uh, and I'm, sometimes I'm over here, like, seems like I'm hitting up against a brick wall and you just walk right through it. Have y'all ever been around somebody that it just seems like they had so much favor on them? <laughs> Uh, come on now. That's me right there. Amen. That's me. When y'all around me, y'all, y'all around that praise. And you ought to be saying the same thing about yourself right now. I'm just helping you right now. But have you ever been around somebody? It just seems like, uh, just seems like that, that things seem to work out for them. And, and if you're not careful, you'll look at folks like that and you'll say, man, they got it made, you know, or you'll look at them and say, you know what? They're just lucky. Or you'll look at them and say, you know what? They got life easy. But one thing I tell my son, and I'm going to tell y'all, listen, people are where they are, not by accident. See, an entitled, I, I don't mean to go here, but I'm going to go here for a minute. Our society is so entitlement driven that we'll make an excuse for everything. We'll, we'll say, you know, we'll say, I don't know how I got here or people got there by accident or somebody put them there. But can I tell you about one to two percent of the population is at a place by accident or somebody put them there. Most time you are where you are because you made a decision to be where you're at right now. I, I didn't I didn't I didn't get no amen from this side of the uh, congregation over here. But but you are where you are because you made a decision to be there. You, you made a decision. If you're in a good place, you made a decision to sow your plate, your way there, to faith your way there. And if you're in a bad place, it's because you made some decisions to be there. So you can't look at somebody who seems to have a lot of favor on their life and seem like everything seems to be working for them in the kingdom and say it's a lucky, it's by luck or it's by accident that they're there. You know, if you follow those people around for a while, you'll realize there is something in their spirit. There is something that they're doing that is attracting the kingdom of God and the blessings of the Lord and causing them to be overtaken by heaven's blessings. It ain't by accident. The devil is a liar. So when you, when you look at that, you have to, you have to realize that there, there are some responsibilities that I have to take upon myself as a child of God. Yes, Jesus has done everything that needs to be done on the cross. He's died for you. He was raised for you and he is coming back for you. But can I tell you, Jesus ain't going to sow a seed for you. Come on, somebody. I, I'm, I'm going to wake some people up in this house right now. Jesus ain't going to sow a seed for you. And Jesus, ain't gonna, Jesus is not going to come down in the body and say, don't go over there and buy that bag of weed. And don't go buy that 40 because you're going to get a DUI and end up in jail. He's not. You've got to make some decisions for yourself and say, God, you've already blessed me with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. And I'm taking some responsibility and I'm about to walk some things out. Now, I know have, much of the church don't want to hear, I say much of the church, not this church, I'm talking about the church as a whole, don't want to hear something like this, because what this does is it says you can't no longer blame Jesus for where you're at, but you've got to sit there and say, God, I'm ready to go to the next level. What do you want from me? 
What do you want from me? Well, what do I need to do now so that I'm no longer stuck in the mud and I'm no longer stuck in the rut that I was in 20 years ago? I'm no longer stuck in the rut I was in two years ago. God, where is my path? He shall lead you in the path of righteousness and the footsteps of a righteous person are ordered by the Lord. Where is my path to get to where I need to be? Hallelujah. Glory be to God. That's why you, listen, it, it, you can't, you can't, I'm, I'm still on this, this thing for a minute. Stay with me now. You, you can't, you can't blame the way you was raised for where you're at right now. I, I know it had something to do with it, but, but you can get beyond that. The Bible says that when you would listen, when you are born again, you have now become a new creation and the old things are passed away and all things have become new. Hallelujah. That's what the Bible tells me. And that's the reason, listen, if your, if your daddy, if your daddy ran around on your mama, you ain't got to run around on her. And, and if your, if your mama was a man hater, you ain't got to be a, I'm talking to somebody right now. You ain't got to be a man hater. And if your grandmama didn't know who the daddy was of her four children, you ain't got to be that way. God said, no, 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 I have made you a new creation and you can change and shift something because I have already blessed you with what you need. Hallelujah. So you don't have to be that way. So you got to realize that, that when, when you are around or when, when, when you're around somebody who seems to have the, the, the favor, the blessings, the benefits of the kingdom of God attracted to them, it would behoove you not to hate on them, but to study them. <laughs> I, I, I want to know. How is it that you're 33 years old and you got everything paid off and stuff is good? I ain't hating on you. I want to know. I, I want to know why. How is it that you're, how is it that you're 60 something years old and all your kids serve the Lord? You don't have one of them that's lost. I ain't hating on you. I want to know. What can I learn from, from you? How, what have you done in your life that has attracted such favor and blessing on your life that it seems to overtake you even before you get to it? Man, I think I came ready to preach and teach way better and y'all came ready to listen. It's okay though. How is it? See, our, our, our mentality, or let me say it, not our, I ain't talking about the church. I'm talking about the mentality of our area especially in the South, says, if you're ahead of me, it's because you've done something wrong to get there. Or if you're ahead of me, it's because you had to push me down to get there. But can I tell you, didn't nobody push you down. You can get up. Somebody say, I can get up. I can be where God has called me to be. All I got to do is obey, the Bible says, if you obey his voice, he will set you high. Above all nations. Well, preacher, you always talking about this and blessing and I ain't seeing it. See, that's the wrong mentality. You already, your spirit's wrong. Can we talk about that for me? I'm not even in my sermon yet. Y'all just stay with me. Can we talk about just having bad spirits? Some folk just got good spirits about them. Uh, they just attract favor. They attract blessings. They attract finance. They attract good people around. And other folk got bad spirits. 
I'm not saying you can't be born again. I'm not saying it can't change. You just got bad spirits. You're always looking for the worst in somebody instead of the best in somebody. You always trying to find what's negative instead of what's positive. Well, pastor, I got to be this or they're going to take advantage of me. Let me tell you something. Even if they do take advantage of you, they can't curse you because man can't curse what God has already blessed. So sometimes you've got, to, you've got to make a decision. I ain't going to be the same. I'm not going to have the same nasty spirit. I'm not going to look for every, I'm not going to look for all the bad stuff. I'm going to start looking for some good stuff in some people. I'm going to give myself an offering up here because I need to, I'm preaching to myself right now. I need to look for some good stuff in some people because I'm ready to change where I'm at and go to where I need to be. I don't know who I'm talking to up in this house. But you, you, got, you can't have a bad spirit. Hallelujah. So when you look at people, the Bible says, everybody say the Bible says, these blessings shall overtake you. Every day I'm looking to be tackled. Every day I'm looking to be tackled. Hallelujah. I mean, like, I'm talking about some crazy stuff. Like, I get an unknown number, and I'm like, I, I don't know whether to answer that because I don't, you know, I don't answer unknown numbers. You don't never know somebody want to do a drive-by on you. Well, I, I was at their church last Sunday, and I'm going to tell you right now, I didn't like the volume of the music. I ain't come back. I don't need no drive-bys. We ain't answering that. You can't let folk drive by. Don't give people the right to do drive-bys on you. That stick thing stick in your spirit. Anyway. <laughs> but I, I, I'm like one of the crazy people where I, if I don't know the number, I'm like, I, I don't know whether to answer it or not because it might be somebody talking about, uh, preacher, can you come down here because God done told me that I'm to give you this house and I'm to give you this land and I can't sleep until I do it. Now, folks think you crazy. No, I got seed. Now, I'd be crazy if I don't have seed in the ground. But when I got seed in the ground, I'm expecting something like this. Because the Bible says I'm the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. Now, if you don't have no seed in the ground, you, that, that's crazy thinking to you. But the Bible told me, you, I, I can, I'm going to own a house in Jesus' name. Lift your hand, Lisa, and agree with me. In Jesus' name. I'm going to own houses that I did not build. I'm going to own land debt free in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, vineyards will be mine that I did not plant. In Jesus' name, I will lend and not borrow in Jesus' name. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. Yes, sir. You should have seen how many people, well, it wasn't a whole lot, but there was a few people's mouths dropped open when I decreed and declared on pastor appreciation that every five years we'd produce five millionaires. It's, I feel the challenge out here, Brother Robert, I do. It's okay, we're going to get you there. Well, why does the church need millionaires? Well, why doesn't it need millionaires? Do you have an answer? Well, I still ain't in my, I better get in this, but... But can I say this? Why, why, why are you upset when the church has millionaires, but you don't say nothing about the casino owner? Why are you okay? Why, why you hate on the church when the, when, the, when the liquor store owner's got three houses, five cars? Why don't you go hate on them? Let me talk out there in faith. Why don't y'all go hate on them? 
the pornography industry multi-billions of dollars. You ain't said nothing about them. Let a preacher get a debt-free card. All of a sudden, you want to hate. It's a spirit. And it has to be broken off of the people of God. Because there's things you can do, church, that attract the blessing of God to you. There's, there's ways you can live that, that, that God sends his angel before you and opens doors that you never, you never even knew were closed. There was things you can do. There's things you can, there's a way you can live that the enemies fall before you even knew they existed. Do you know you can win a battle and not fight? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm meddling right now. I need to, no, I'm not meddling. We manifesting. Amen. The Bible says that uh, there was not a spear, uh, there was not a sword found in David's hand. How'd he win? <laughs> we'll talk about that another day. Y'all study that out. So I want to talk about, let me do some teaching just for a moment. I want to talk about what attracts the blessings and the, the benefits of the kingdom because last time I preached on this, not last Sunday, but the Sunday before that, I told you that there are benefits to being kingdom citizens, benefits to, to being children of God, that when you've given yourself to the kingdom of God, there's all these benefits. You can call them rights if you want. I like calling them benefits. Benefits. No matter, God don't matter. It doesn't matter how old you are nor how young you are either. Hallelujah. Solomon was so young when he became king, he said, Lord, I don't even know how, to know how to lead these people in and out. Number one, faith in action. Everybody say faith in action. Faith in action makes the benefits of the kingdom attracted to you. Now, I put faith in action, and I know that some, for those of you that have been around the faith for a little while, you're saying, why did you put in action? The only faith is in action. Because you've got to understand not everybody's been in church all their life. And some people have faith as a thought, not an action. As long as faith is a thought, it's still a concept. True faith is not faith until you decide to put something in action. Hallelujah. Faith can be, faith can be in word, but it still has to end up in action. If you sat here every day and said, one day I'm going to be saved. And every day you say, one day I'm going to be saved. One day I'm going to be saved. If you never, ever give your life to the Lord, you never exercise the faith, walk out the faith to be born again, you're going to die and go to hell. Talking about one day I'm going to be saved. Why? It was never acted out. Faith has to be acted out. Faith has to be walked out. The rights or the benefits of a kingdom citizen, listen, they're numerous. There, there, there are a bunch of them, but they have to be accessed just like everything else in the kingdom has to be accessed. It's by faith. The just shall live by faith and faith has to be walked out. What are you believing God for? What are you praying for? Have you took a step for it? Hallelujah. Have you walked it out? Have you started it out? 
God's always looking for your step. Glory be to God. In 1 Kings chapter 17, we read, about a, uh, we read a story of great faith being walked out. God speaks to the prophet and he tells him, he says, I want you to go to a widow in Zarephath. He says, there, there's all, I, the, 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 prophet, the prophet had been receiving water by a brook, which is a whole miracle in itself because they're in a drought and a famine's in the land. And so the prophet has been receiving water by a brook. And then the, the ravens, the ravens uh, are bringing him bread and meat every day. And he's sitting by a brook and he don't have to worry about nothing. And God says, listen, I'm going to dry the brook up and I'm going to tell the ravens to stop bringing you bread and meat. Why? Because I have commanded a widow in Zarephath to provide for you. Now, I don't know if you, you've ever heard anybody preach about the faith it took the prophet, but can I tell you it took some faith for the prophet to leave the brook and go to a Gentile nation, a Gentile land, to a Gentile widow and expect something to be there. Man, you're in a famine. Yeah, people don't have any food right now. People don't have any water. And you want me to go to the most unlikely place, to the most unlikely person, and get provision. But by thy word, I shall, I shall obey. If you said it, I'm going to do it. And so the prophet gets up by faith, and he's going to a widow's house. Can you imagine the conversation when he stopped by the BP to fill up the car? And they said, where are you going? I'm going into a widow's house because God has commanded her to provide for me. And everybody laughed and said, this man's really done lost his mind this time. And then he, he's carrying on and somebody calls him on his cell phone. Where are you going, prophet? I'm going to a widow's house. God has commanded her to provide for me. Man, you done lost your mind. Hang up. And he's still driving. Why? He has a word from the Lord. And that word from the Lord is saying, if you get there, something's going to be there for you. He was having to walk something out by faith. He did not know what was going to be on the other end other than God said it. And if God said it, it's going to be done. What are you trying to say, preacher? I'm trying to tell you that if God is speaking to you, there's got to be faith that rises in you. But the faith has to go from what you're thinking, from what you're saying to what you're walking. Because until it's walked out, it has not been faith. So we got the prophet's faith, but then he shows up to a widow, a widow, a Gentile widow, not just any widow, but a Gentile widow. He shows up to a Gentile widow and, and he sits there and says, hey, hey, uh, lady, listen, I'm thirsty and I'm hungry. I want something to drink and I need you to make me something to eat. And she says, as the Lord lives, prophet, I don't have nothing. This is all I got. I got a little bit of oil and I got a little bit of flour. And I'm and what I was about to do, I'm gathering some sticks and I'm going to make me and my son a little something to eat. And then we're going to die. And watch this now. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. And so he gives her a rhema word. He says, listen here, woman. He says, you make me something to eat. And thus says the Lord, if you make me something to eat, your oil shall not run out and the bin of flour shall not run dry until God sends rain on the earth. Can you imagine what kind of faith that took? I'm talking about, man, this is the last of the last of the last. I don't have nothing else. I don't have no reserve. I don't have nothing in the bank account. I, I'm, this is all I got and you're asking for it. 
I had this old religious man. I, I like to say it just so kick the devil in the face every time I get a good chance. This old religious person sitting in my office one time. You're telling me that God, you telling me that God wants a single mama that's barely making her bills to tithe? I said, not just tithe, but give offerings. Well, I don't think that I said, that's okay. You don't believe your Bible. Because I have a good reference. I have a story where there was a widow that just had enough to go get her a little something from Piggly Wiggly. And then they were going to die. And, she, and the man of God said, give it right here and it's going to be blessed. And your Bible and my Bible says that when she done that, the bin of flour did not run dry. And the oil did not run out until God sends rain on the land. What are you trying to tell me today, preacher? I'm trying to tell you that when you begin to walk faith out, the blessings of God start being attracted to you. And before you know it, what seemed like it wasn't going to be enough is enough to supply you. I'm trying to tell you when you begin to walk your faith out, what seemed like it wasn't going to be there will beat you there because faith in action attracts the blessings of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Faith in action causes the kingdom blessings to overtake you. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Think about the faith. When the, when the man of God came together with that, with that widow, think about the faith that came together. We have another example. In Matthew chapter 15, here's another Gentile woman. Now you understand why the Jews hated Jesus a lot. Because he was always giving examples. And anytime he, he discerned that they, they were, you know, a bunch of religious people were around him, he would turn around and bring an example. Or he would do an example that with a Gentile person just to chap them a little bit. I think me and Jesus would have got along good. Just to stretch the limits just a little bit. And so here's another Gentile woman. She comes into the house and she's screaming. Uh, she's trying to get Jesus's attention. My daughter at home needs a healing. She needs a miracle, Jesus. Jesus is sitting there. He's eating his big chick chicken. He's putting hot sauce on it. He's got some French fries and coleslaw. And he's sitting there eating and he's acting like she ain't even talking. And the disciples finally come to him and they say, Jesus, send this woman away. We're sick and tired. She's done, she, we're tired of her bothering us. We would like to sit down and eat our dark snack too. And Jesus said, it is not lawful. It's not good for me to take the children's bread and give it to the dogs. Now, evidently, they were holding this woman back from Jesus because she was able to hear what Jesus said. She was in, in hearing distance. And he wasn't talking to her. He's talking to them. And somehow the woman broke through. Somebody say, this is my day for breakthrough. Somehow the woman broke through. I feel the anointing on this. Somehow she broke through. And she didn't come up there talking about, who you talk, calling a dog? She didn't come up there trying to be Medea pulling her pistol out. She didn't come up there acting crazy. The Bible says that she came up and worshiped. 
She said, I sense my breakthrough in the house and I will not be denied by religious people. And she broke through the crowd and she came up and worshiped. And she said, Jesus, please help my daughter. And he said, woman, it is not right for me to take the children's bread and give it to little dogs. It's like Jesus... Do you know we're trying to build a ministry here, right? We're trying to get people to church. <laughs> you running them out, Jesus. That's the reason I told Jesus to have 25 and a half people. That's all that would attend his church. Because folk are way too fragile nowadays. I'm getting offended about every little thing. I'm talking, you can't even look at somebody crazy. Just too fragile. And I told you last week, you know, and I don't, I'm not going to harp on this. There's too many sissies in the kingdom. But anyway, I'm going to go on from that because I, I stayed on that too long last week. But Jesus said, woman, I can't give the children's bread to a little dog. Now, it's one thing when somebody calls you a dog. But it's another thing when they call your kid a dog. And it's another thing when they call your kid that is suffering a dog. But I'm, I'm bringing this to a point because what would have usually have a, had offended her, she took and caused it to build faith in her. You see, you can't control what happens to you. But you can control how you respond to it. There's some of you that are letting things tear you down when you ought to let it build you up. You ought to let faith start coming inside of you. And she says, you're right, Jesus. But even the dogs get to eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. And Jesus said, that's all I was looking for. Great is your faith. Woman of God, you have walked something out that everybody in this house would not even dare to attempt to walk out. And the Bible says that she did not doubt Jesus. She didn't say, I need you to come to the house. She got up and said, then if you said it, it's done. And the Bible says from that very hour, her daughter was healed. What are you saying? I'm telling you the blessings and the power and the benefits of the kingdom are attracted to you walking out your faith. Hallelujah. You have to walk it out. Push your neighbor and say, you got to walk it out. Hallelujah. Let me, get, let, me, let me give you another one. Number two, the benefits of the kingdom are attracted to the nature and the character of the king. The benefits of the kingdom are attracted to the nature and the character of the king. Let's put it in today's terms. You can't act like the world. You can't act like the devil and put a draw on the benefits of the king. Why? Because the kingdom benefits are attracted to the nature and the character of the king. 
When you were born again, you came into the kingdom of God. When you came into the kingdom of God, you took on his nature. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It takes having and living in the nature of the king to put a draw on his kingdom. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse seven says, anyone, is that you? Anyone who is in Christ is what? A new creature, a new creation. And the old things are passed away. And behold, all things are new. In other words, when you got born again, he gave you his nature. Now he is, he is expecting you to nurture that nature, to grow that nature, to continue to manifest that nature. You don't have to get upset and beat people up. You don't have to get upset and cuss folk out. You do not have to give to the nature of the world. You can give in to the nature of the king. And when the nature and the character of the king is in your life, watch this, it attracts the benefits of his kingdom. Glory be to God. Why is God so emphatic about his people obeying his voice? Have you ever thought about that? Why is he so emphatic about, why is he constantly telling us to humble ourselves and listen to what he is saying? Because the more we submit, obey, and listen to him, the more we take on his nature and character. And the more we take on his nature and character, the more the kingdom benefits are attracted to us and overtake us. Hallelujah. Y'all give God a clap and wake somebody up. Pastor, are you saying that we have to work for the blessings? No. I'm telling you that our God rewards those who diligently seek him. He rewards those. If you want some more reward, you need to do some more seeking. Well, I like to sit at home and watch six hours of whatever. Okay. But that's about all you're getting. That's about all you're getting. Well, I like to come to church once a month. Okay, that's about all you're getting. But when you begin to take on the nature, can I tell you, it, when, if, if Jesus was on the earth in bodily form, he'd be in a Pentecostal church every Sunday. Not Pentecostal by name, Pentecostal by spirit. Because there's some, amen, let's don't go there. Let's leave that alone, Sometimes you want to go out and scrape the name off the sign, you know? Whitewashed tombs. Listen to what Deuteronomy 28.1 says. It says, if you, and this is in the New Living Translation, which is it's translated a little better. If you carefully keep all his commandments, not the government's commandments, not mama's commandments, not grandmama's commandments, his commandments. That I'm giving you, these blessings will be attracted to you. The king has made you a new creation, a new creature. 
Why did he do that? So you can walk and live with his nature and character. That's why. You couldn't do it without it. You couldn't do it without it. He made you new so you could walk in it. Don't make no excuses why you can't. Can everybody understand what I'm saying today? How many want a little more? Lift your hands. If your neighbor didn't lift your hands, what's your problem? Come on. I need a little more. Your nature. Now I'm going to say this because I feel like in 2022, I feel like the, the God's going to be even doing a, uh, a, 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 a greater, a greater sifting. Okay. But it's, it's not like the church is going to collapse or nothing. That is not going to happen. What you're going to see is the, those who are not, the Bible says that there's a shaking coming so that the things that can't be shaken shall remain, right? So what you're going to see is the things that are not being shaken, but remain are going to be in walking, are going to walk in a greater level of blessing for this is the, this is going to be the distinction always has been, always will be. So I'm, I'm telling you this so that you'll understand that you have to, you have to allow the Lord to put you in a place. Let me say this right. A foundational revelation. Because that is going to get you in a place where you can't be moved. So it don't matter what variant they come out with. I can't be moved. It don't matter what they say about the stock market. I cannot be moved. And if I can't be moved, then I'm in the place where the blessings of God are pouring out. That means that everything else might change around me, but the blessings are not changing. Because I'm walking in foundational revelation. Uh, we can't go in there. We gotta, I have to preach that another day because I've got to build some stuff up to that. So as that distinction happens. Well, I'll just go ahead. One of the things you have to do. You have to do. Listen carefully. Uh-oh, here we go. Thank, all right, Holy Ghost. Make sure, everybody say make sure, that you're on the right side of God. I'm going to say something, it's probably going to upset some folk, okay? But I, I need you to understand something. I might as well say it. Why not, Trey? You got your pistol on you? <laughs> Thank you. Amen. <laughs> I don't know if he's got a pistol or not, but I know a bunch of y'all do, so. <laughs> Find yourself on the right side of God. Find yourself on the right side of God. I'm going to say it one more time. Find yourself on the right side of God. Now, here we go. They're going to do all they can this year to try to separate us. Yeah. Yeah. 
You have to know where God is. Because if you don't know where God is, you'll find yourself out here and you say, I don't know why I'm blessed. I don't know why I ain't being blessed. I don't know why everything's falling apart. I don't know this. I don't know why. Why? You don't walk that way. I ain't saying you're on your way to hell. You have to have foundational revelation. Foundational revelation puts you concrete. So. You can't let them, you can't, if you let, if you let them separate us, you'll find yourself in a bad place. If you wonder, where is God? Where is, where is God in all these issues they're going to bring my way? This is one, this is how you'll know. Number one, who supports Israel? God is never with somebody who does not support Israel. I don't care. You can get hot, you can leave, but the truth is what the truth is. I got 5,000 something years of, of, of history right here. Number two, number two, who supports life? Well, you know, no, 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 no. Just see, I can say that we ain't voting for nobody right now. I can say something. Who supports life? Number three, who supports the church? Hey, that's a good idea. <laughs> Number four, who supports traditional marriage? There you go. Enough said. There you go. Don't find yourself on the wrong side of God. Find yourself on the right side of God. Let's go on. Number three. Push your neighbor and say, neighbor, this is going to be okay. Now, you'll, you'll just study your Bible. You'll agree with the, pre the preacher. Amen. Number three. And this is what I learned over the past two years right here. That I, I knew it, but I didn't know it was this big. The benefits of the kingdom are attracted to holy boldness. Holy, not arrogant boldness. Not prideful boldness. Holy boldness. In Acts chapter 4, the leaders of the church have been threatened by religious leaders to shut down their church. That's basically what they was telling them. They didn't have really a building. They were having to meet at the, at, at, at the front of the synagogue, but they were saying, you've got to shut it down. They meet together and realize that they can't dis deny or dispute what God has done through the hands of Peter and John. They call them in and the Bible says that they saw their, what? Boldness. And when they saw their boldness, they said, we, we perceive or we know these people have been with Jesus. They've been with Jesus because why? They're bold. They're bold, man. When you got the Holy Ghost, you got boldness. Boldness to stand in the face of whatever. Hallelujah. 
Glory be to God. You got boldness. They tell them, they say, listen, you're not to have church anymore and don't speak and preach the name of Jesus anymore. Peter says, hey, whether it's right in the sight of God to listen to you more than God, I'll let you judge that. But we cannot help but speak the things which we have seen and which we have heard. So they threatened them once more and let them go. When Peter and John got back to the church, they had a prayer meeting. Uh, church, I want you to notice what their prayer was that day. It was not, oh God, let us build us a bridge to our community. It was not, oh God, let us please let them people help, help them people to understand us. And it was not, oh God, let us be servants to the to the uh, community so we can go pick up their trash that they turn around and throw on the side of the road it was God look upon your servants and grant us even more boldness so signs and wonders can be done through the hands of your holy servants hallelujah Look upon your servants, God. We're not trying to be quiet. We're not trying to be, uh, we're not trying to be put in a back room somewhere. We're saying, God, give us more boldness to declare that Jesus Christ is alive. He is well. He is healing. He is saving. And he's still filling with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire. Grant us more boldness. Grant us boldness to stand in the face of division. Grant us boldness to stand in the face of racism. Grant us boldness to stand in the face of religion. Grant us boldness to stand in the face of tyranny. And say, thus says the Lord, in the name of Jesus, come down now. Grant us boldness. To stand up and say what don't nobody else want to say. Woo! To stand up and declare what no one, nobody else wants to declare. Because they're afraid of, afraid of losing 43 people. And God, the Bible says, the eyes of the Lord are roaming to and fro. Throughout the earth seeing who can I show myself strong through? God said, I'm ready to flex on the earth right now. I'm ready to move some stuff out of the way. I'm ready to show some people my might, my power, my strength. Who can I find that will not bow to what everybody else is bowing to? But I'll be bold in these last days. Hallelujah. God said, I've been working on my tries. I want to show them off a little bit. I don't know if he said that, but. Their prayer was, oh God, look on their threats and grant us with all boldness. Even if it costs us our lives. Let us say it. Hallelujah. But let me tell you this right here. Listen to what, the, listen to what happened. 
In Acts 4, now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of the things they possessed were their own, but they had all things in common. Watch this. So when they turned around and dared speak with boldness, you saw the blessings of the kingdom. You saw, you saw the benefits of the kingdom start overtaking them. The first thing you see is unity came upon the church. That is a benefit of the kingdom of God. Not everybody has unity. How can you put hundreds and hundreds of people in one organization and everybody have everything in common? Because there was a blessing of the kingdom of God that came on them and they said that these little differences really don't matter anymore. What matters is what God has said in his word and who we are in the kingdom of God. That's what matters. Man, can you imagine? Listen, 3,000 people got saved on the day of Pentecost. We don't have no clue how many people are in the church right now and they had all things in common. What a super, brother Justin, what a supernatural thing. Hallelujah. Now watch this. And with great power, everybody shout power. That's another benefit of the kingdom. With great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace, everybody say great grace, was upon them all. For there was, watch this, there was among them no one who lacked The blessing and the benefits of the kingdom of God had come upon them because they dared to be bold when everybody else said, shut up. Well, pastor, preacher, do you really have to say those things? Don't you know how it makes people tighten up when you say stuff like that? I know. But ain't everybody else experiencing what we're experiencing? You want to know why they're not experiencing what we're experiencing? Because they don't have the boldness to stand up and say, Thus says the Lord in the last days. It really don't matter. Hallelujah. God rewards boldness. He rewards it. He said, man, Peter and John, you were threatened. And then you had the audacity to go back and have a prayer meeting and say, give me more boldness. He said, I'm going to make sure nobody in the church is lacking anything. Pull the widow up. I'll make sure she's blessed. Pull the orphan up. I'll make sure they have what they want. Nobody lacked one thing. God rewards boldness. I want to give you one more example. Then we're going to go. In Daniel 3, we read a story about three Hebrew young men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were in this time of uncertainty. The Bible says the king had done exalted himself to a place where he done built this old golden image. Hallelujah. Said everybody that'll bow to it, I'll give you a check. Y'all can't get this in the Bible bookstore. Come on, somebody. Everybody that'll bow, everybody bow to it. You're going to be mine, but I'm going to tell you right now, when the music plays, I want you to bow. I want, I'm going to have the band playing, and we're going to have the singers singing, and everybody's going to bow. Everybody's got to bow. If you don't bow, we're going to throw you into the fiery furnace. We're going to do this to you. We're going to do that to you. We're going to do this to you. So they got all the people together. And the, the singers start singing and the players start playing. 
And everybody bows to a gold, this golden statue. And the king is feeling all high and mighty. And somebody looks out there with their binoculars and says, Oh, king, there's three guys that won't bow. He says, bring them to me. Let's make sure they understand what I'm decreeing. So he bring, they bring them in there to him. And he says, don't you understand what I've decreed? I've decreed that if you don't, when you hear this music playing, that you've got to bow. He says, bring in, bring in somebody who can do sign language. Let's make sure they're not deaf. He didn't say that. I'm just saying that. He said, write it on a tablet. Let's make sure they can read it. That if they don't bow, they're going to die. Finally, they said, oh, king, listen, we're not even careful to answer you in this matter. In other words, you need to understand, we don't even have to think about this. I don't have to ask, is it God's will? I don't have to pray and fast for three days. I've got you an answer right now. He said, this is my answer. We will not bow. It doesn't matter. Our God is able to rescue us out of that furnace. But even if he does not rescue us out of that furnace, we're not going to bow to that image. What are they saying? I would rather die and not bow than live and bow. In other words, there was a boldness that came on three Hebrew young men that said you can build it as tall as you want to build it. You can make it sound as good as you want to make it sound, but I will not bow. I have settled in my heart the day I gave my life to Jesus Christ. I will not bow. I won't bow to money. I won't bow to religion. I won't bow to anything else. I bow to one God and his name is Jehovah, the God of Abraham. Isaac and Jacob, whose son is Jesus, my Messiah. I will not bow. Bold. So he says, heat the furnace up seven times hotter. The Bible says that they heated it up so hot that the men that were going to throw the boys into the fire died on their way doing it. And they chunked these three boys into that furnace. And then the king looked down, and y'all know the story. The king looked down and said, did we not throw three into the fire? They said, yes, O king, we threw three in the fire. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He said, well, there's four in the fire. He said, and the fourth looks like the son of the living God. Pastor, what are you trying to tell me? I'm trying to tell you that if you'll stand in these last days, God won't have you stand alone. If you'll turn around and make your mind up in these last days, you won't make it up alone. I'm telling you, if you refuse to bow in these last days, you won't refuse to bow alone because every time there's been a bold stand for the gospel of Jesus Christ, he showed up every single time. Boldness. And you would think, Pastor Antoine, you would think that the king would say, okay, that didn't kill him. Let's bring them out and try to kill them with something else. But that did not happen. He said, my God at the fire can't kill you. Instead of me trying to kill you, I think I want to join you. Who is this God that rescued you out of the fire? Who is this job that gave you another job? Who is this God who turned around and provided for you when we fired you? Who is this God? And the Bible says that the king promoted them. 
that Hebrew word tray right there for promote means to cause them to prosper. The king said, put them in a place where the benefits of the kingdom, the blessings of the kingdom are attracted to them. Now, if a wicked king can do such, how much more can a heavenly king bless you when you take a bold stand for the gospel of Jesus? Yeah. How much more? One thing I learned. Y'all go ahead and stand. We're going to, I'm done. One thing I learned. Over the last two years, I knew it, but I didn't know it to be this big. Is when everybody else is bowing, if you'll stand, if you'll make a bold stand, all of a sudden the benefits and the blessings of the kingdom will begin to overtake you. You don't even know where they come from. Hallelujah. But because of boldness, they are attracted to you. They are attracted to you. Dr. Rodney Howard Brown took a bold stand for this nation. They said, shut your church down. He said, you don't have the power to shut my church down. You ain't God. So they said, you'll shut it down and we'll arrest you. He said, do what you got to do. They come down and arrest this preacher. Here's a preacher that's being arrested in America for keeping his church open. He spent 40 minutes in jail. 40 minutes in jail. He came out and his ministry has done nothing but climb. Now here's a man that had a big ministry, but now he is the mega ministry of the world right now. People are constantly sending his ministry millions and millions of dollars on a weekly basis. They don't even know why they're doing it. God said, I'll just look for one man that had a national voice and whoever would stand I'm on bless because kingdom benefits don't ever forget it kingdom benefits kingdom blessings are attracted to your boldness your holy boldness the more bold you are in the Lord the more God will just pour out the blessings. Father, I thank you. I want to personally thank you for the times where I felt my knees wobbling. (laughs) Where I felt, God, it's a lot easier to bow right now. 
I want to thank you for the times that your spirit came and grabbed me by both arms and lifted me back up. Said, don't bow, son. I got something for you. I want to thank you for the times, God, when the enemy came in and I felt like it would just be better to go back to who I used to be. And right as I went to turn around, your spirit grabbed me by the shoulders and turned me back around and said, keep walking, son. I got something for you. I want to thank you for the times for making me bold. God, I can't take the credit for it. I give it to you. Because you helped me in those times. And you've helped all these people too, God. The times where some wanted to bow to divorce. But you picked them up. Told them, rip the papers up. Come on, son, I got something for you. The times, God, when they wanted to bow to depression. You showed up in the midnight hour. Pick your head up, daughter. I got something for you. I want to thank you for those times, God. I want to thank you for those moments, Jesus. And I pray as the first church pray. Make us even more bolder. Not arrogant. Father, don't let us slip into arrogance. Don't let us slip into being prideful. No, 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 God. Holy boldness. That says... I stand on the word and I stand on my God. Father, thank you for this today. We pray you were blessed by today's message. For more content and to get to know us better, download our app at AbundantLifeChurch.com.